You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. BetQL right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you. A Wednesday, we are eight days away from the start of the NFL Draft. Joining us right now, Doc, all things NFL, NFL Draft. Ben Stanick, senior NFL writer from The Athletic. Ben is joining us on the Roman guest line. Ben, we're about a week out, and there's a lot of people out there we've talked to that really are unsure of how this draft is going to go. From your reporting, people you've talked to, your read, um, what's your sense of the strength of this draft? Is, is this one where to look back here and say, man, this was a good draft? Or is, is this kind of a weaker draft uh, and we could see some movement because teams don't want to, you know, pick someone higher than they should? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. The uh, uh, As somebody who likes to do mock drafts, I can say this feels as uncertain in the, in the top half of the draft as I can recall. Now, part of that is, the you know the quarterback. I'm sure you guys have talked about that a lot. That nobody really seems to be in love with any of these guys, but you recognize the position importance. Therefore, maybe they you know somebody will probably break out, but you don't know who, so you're maybe a little afraid to draft. But it isn't just the quarterbacks. I think really across the board, you know, in comparison to last year, where teams really were falling in love with you know, a lot of prospects at different positions. It's it's guys they like this time, not so much love. And I think that's what makes it feel a little bit down but it is considered to be a pretty solid draft throughout in the middle rounds for sure so i mean teams will certainly find help along the way it just doesn't feel like you know it doesn't feel overly sexy right now at the top and that's usually how we define you know what's considered to be a really strong draft or not ben i'm so glad you're on the show Ben is one of my really good friends, everyone, so I'm so happy he's joined us because he is a draft guru, some of the best information. He's with The Athletic. Give him a follow, at Ben Standing. Ben, so one bet that I have had my eye on is over three and a half quarterbacks in the first round. I know so it's a bit much considering nobody loves these quarterbacks in this draft, but could you see that happening or would you take the under in that one? Uh, obviously, I guess the you know you got to tell me what the odds are. I guess to a degree, but the the way I've been looking at it is I haven't had more than three going in the first. Mm-hmm. But you know, look, I mean, the reality I guess is if you know Carolina at six and say Seattle at nine take quarterbacks, now all of a sudden the idea of four four going in the first round becomes a lot more palatable. But if you know Carolina decides, you know what, we're good with Sam Darnold, or we're going to trade for you know, Baker Mayfield, now all of a sudden they get pushed back and it becomes a little more complicated. I, I think if you're the rooting for the four, you're eyeing up Detroit holding that 32nd pick because it's, I don't, 
I don't really buy that they would take a quarterback at two, their first first round pick. But that other one, I mean, obviously Jared Goff doesn't seem like their long term answer. So it would make a lot of sense for them to take a quarterback there for that for that fifth year of the rookie deal, and then that could give you the bump. But I mean, I would probably lean under. But like with all of this draft, nothing is going to surprise me. It feels like at this point, uh, Ben, sell yourself short. Not only do you like doing mock drafts, you're maybe the best at it because there's some websites that do tracking on mock drafts. Everybody's got one and you get a lot of clicks off of it, especially when the newsmakers throw them out there. But uh, you've been tracked as one of the most accurate mock drafters out there among the hundreds and hundreds. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of bettors listening and there are more offerings on betting the NFL draft. Some books don't like taking action on it because the books lose on this. If you're paying close attention to all of the information, you can have some sort of an edge before numbers move. Uh, at this point in, in the entire process, for people looking for bets right now, what are some things uh, that could help them win some of those bets? What, what do you look at in the final week? Well, uh, I guess, you know, for me, you know, when, you do, when you're doing a mock draft and you're getting graded on it, the, the two things you're getting graded on are – players you have in the top 32 as well as the match of a player to a team i think the latter one is going to be uh, extra complicated this year for the reasons i was just sort of stating the, the other one in terms of which players are in there i mean that's not going to be easy either because of course every team's draft boards will, will be will be different but you know you try to get a feel for these final reports i think like this week like teams are, are huddling up scouts are in the buildings giving their final reports to their, you know, front office leaders. And then those front office leaders, you know, over the coming days will start meeting with their coaches. And I think when you start seeing some rumors coming out at this point, trust me, always be cautious of the, of the rumors because a lot of this misinformation is put out there for a variety of reasons. But I feel like mm -hmm. movements over the next few days will, will, will be a little more specific and arguably a little more solid than we see at any point prior um, so I would keep an eye on that, and you know, in terms of if guys are kind of moving um, up and down and and, and 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 things like that. I mean, it, wide receivers to me feel like a pretty strong group for sure. Uh, you know, anytime there's a there's pass rushers, you know, those are the types of players that that, that teams are going to want to grab really because they're so important and there's just not that many of them. So you know, I think those are a couple positions in terms of like over unders to keep an eye on this year uh, for sure. Ben, uh, in doing your mock draft and, and your, your reporting this year, what, what's your read on Kyle safety out of Notre Dame? He's a guy, if you go back to early mock drafts, you know, January, February, he, he's number two, he's number three in a lot of these. And now we see him falling to the middle of the first round. I, I say falling, I mean, that's just where he is. He hasn't actually fell. There is, there is no board, right? It's all just in our minds. But what do you think of Hamilton? His, um, his, his draft prop is about nine and a half right now, depending on where you look. W would you think Hamilton's going to be a top 10 pick, or would you think outside the top 10 for Kyle Hamilton, the safety at a Notre Dame? Right. So here's a good, you know, case of some, you know, anecdotal stuff that's going on out there. You're right. It, early on the process, he's a guy that, you know, everybody loves. He's being projected high, high in mock drafts. But that's the thing with mock drafts also is a lot of times, especially early on, like, I mean, just to be clear, like, I'm not out there pouring over tape the way, like, our guy, Dane Brugler at The Athletic is, or, say, Mel Kuyper. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to – I got a day job covering the craziest team in the league. 
So, uh, <laughs> my, 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 basic, my basic plan is just to generally have a pretty good feel for what team needs are, you know, I, I, you know, study up as best I can and, you know, talk to people and, and things like that. And then obviously also read the information uh, that's out there. So in the case of Kyle Hamilton, I think it's not, like you said, it's not so much that he's falling. I think people are just starting to catch up with how teams view it versus their own view of the tape where his tape was very impressive. Then you factor in, he had some slower than desired 40 times at the combine in his pro day. He plays a position that is not typically viewed as a highly coveted one relative to others. And you can start to see a dip. Then if the quarterbacks are being projected into the top 10, that's going to add it even a bit more. You know, it does feel like a lot of people are starting to send him my way to Washington at 11. Like that feels like it might be his floor, which to your point of the nine and a half, I mean, obviously that would mean, over and you know there are some people who still think he doesn't get past either of the new york teams although the jet second pick is at 10 so that would still be a win there so i guess i, I mean don't 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 make any wagers on what i'm telling you but like i would just say that the over to me feels a little more comfortable right now but again this is there is a lot of subterfuge out there and you know if you're one of those teams who's picking 10 to 15 you might say hey we want kyle hamilton to drop we'll start we'll start telling people that and and maybe that'll happen. But, you know, there, there's reasons to think that he could slip outside that nine range, uh, though, just for a variety of reasons. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm curious your thoughts on, you know, the wide receiver class and the odds are a lot tighter. You've got Garrett Wilson plus 135, Drake London plus 140, Jameson Williams plus 300, then Traylon Burks um, 12 to 1 and Olave 20 to 1. Um, Any value that you might see there at first wide receiver drafted? Um, I'm sort of curious with Jameson Williams because like obviously he's hurt. Right, he had the ACL injury during the college football playoffs, so I don't know what any team is going to expect from him this year. However, mm-hmm. or at least not until late in the year. However, he was considered to be probably the number one receiver in this draft class. And if you're a team that's positioned to wait, either because you're you're cool with him showing up later in the year, maybe you're a contender, or if you're a team like Atlanta at eight, like, do you think to yourself, look, we're, we're realistically going nowhere this year. We're, we're cool with that. We, we traded Matt Ryan. We took the huge cap hit. We're just going to build from there. Could you take this guy and say to yourself, hey, the goal is for next year, so we're going to have the best receiver from this draft class. We'll worry about whatever he does this year or later. That, that kind of seems interesting to me. I mean, I, it, you know, again, that it's hard to – I don't think anybody wants to potentially 
throw away a year. But you know, if you're realistic, if you're Atlanta, to me that seems like maybe 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 you should. Um, so that that one's interesting just based on the odds. And I would still say Garrett Wilson or Drake London more likely gets picked ahead of him. But if you know, mm-hmm. again, just by the odds, I think that one's kind of interesting. Uh, well, let's talk about the Commanders, a team that that on a daily basis. So you can bet on the exact position of the first drafted player for any team. And with Washington, we've got wide receiver and defensive back co-favorites at plus 125, which means that there's a lot of value elsewhere. Is there any way that the commander's first pick will not be receiver or DB? And uh, when when can I find your first mock draft? Because I was looking the other day for, for some bets here, and I couldn't find it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the um, I, I did it over my podcast. The Athletic has other people who okay. write the mock. I'll just sort of put out a final one at the end, but I'm happy to share uh, offline if, if that helps your world. Uh, <laughs> to the podcast. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, 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 so it, yeah, if, if you're telling me defensive back is lumped together, cornerback and safety, mm-hmm. like, I think that's kind of interesting. I mean, I, most people keep pointing to receiver, and receivers obviously – the sexiest position. And if, again, from an anecdotal perspective, Ron Rivera typically does not leave to go out for pro days. It's going back to his Carolina days. People from Carolina pointed out that he went to, they believe, three pro days during his time there. Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, two guys he drafted. And then the third was a player, Patrick Peterson, who was in the same draft as Newton. So when he showed up at a pro day, that was a big deal. So this year he showed up to Ohio State's pro day, which would mean Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And then he also showed up to Cincinnati, which is not in play for a receiver. There is Sauce Gardner, a defensive back, but I don't know if he would be there. He was Rivera scheduled to go see Drake London, but the USC rescheduled his pro day. So that got scuttled. Um, so there is some anecdotal evidence to suggest either of those positions would, would, would make sense. I, I, I guess I would just say from the team perspective, ignoring the, the bet. I, I just, I get why they could use another offensive playmaker, but I kind of think they think that what they have in house at receiver is better than maybe the outside thinks. But there is a clear hole with their sort of uh, back seven after letting Landon Collins go in free agency. So I, I feel like if Cal, Kyle Hamilton is there, that's what they would do. And there's also Derek Stingley from LSU. I don't know if he's a great scheme fit, but he's a very talented player. So uh, like. There's more options at receiver, but uh, but like I feel like if Hamilton's there, then I think that's probably that would be my guess today what they would do. Ben, there's still plus money out there on Trayvon Walker overall pick. There's been a lot of noise about that the last two weeks. Are you buying into it? Do you think this is just pre-draft stuff and it's going to be the, the kind of the default Aiden Hutchinson? Where, where do you stand with the number one pick and what the Jaguars might do here? <laughs> yeah, I keep using the line that like. You know, back in the day when I, I don't know if this is still the case, but we used to take the SATs. Like when you would sign your name, you'd get like 400 free points. That's how I would view like the top of the mock drafts. Like, okay, the first two, three picks, I got that. Maybe the fifth pick and the eighth pick, I know what's going to happen. This year, starting with one, no idea. It is it is super duper wide open. I, Aiden Hutchinson is obviously the the leader there, but you're right. The Trayvon Walker buzz has been rising, and you know they're they're a different type of prospect. Hutchinson is more the lock solid, you know what you're going to get. Um, it just may not be elite, whereas Trayvon Walker has the elite physical skills, but just to, but lack the production. I, I, I think I would lean towards Hutchinson still. The Walker part kind of just feels a little 
talky to me at this point. Um, so I, I think I would lean Hutchinson of that group. I'm still not convinced that Evan Neal is is, is uh, impossible there. I don't. I think that probably Jacksonville would prefer to trade down to maybe take him because I I think protecting Trevor Lawrence has got to be priority number one, and they could use more of that. But maybe Evan Neal at, at, at one is just not enough of a value play for them. And Hutchinson obviously is a very good player and probably gives a little more of that uh, from the football perspective. And another big mystery is what the Lions are going to do. Any sense of, you know, what direction they might go? Yeah, so, again, (laughs) also confusing. I think Hutchinson is a lock if he somehow is there for them at two. Michigan guy, you know, so you get the uh, the hometown player plus, you know, a a, a position of need. That, That was pretty simple. If he's gone, then, you know, I think for them it's Trayvon Walker or Tavon Thibodeau. I, I guess I have seen some Sauce Gardner talk out there. I, it's not po- it's not impossible. Cornerbacks, you know, in this era, this past uh, passing league era, are becoming increasingly important. But I've heard just enough, not 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 doubt, but just enough, eh, kind of wonder from you know, well, but kind of comments from scouts to say I don't know if I see him at two. Um, Trayvon Walker to me, I guess, feels like the more likely one at two. I guess Thibodeau's mm-hmm. issues seem to be largely not personality like he's a bad guy, but just sort of a quirky guy. And uh, I don't know, in my head, I just keep thinking it doesn't sound like a Dan Campbell guy. So We'll dive back into the end. Thank you to Ben. NBA props for Bulls and Bucks next, right on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.